Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is Monday, November the 16th. Moment of silence, you guys. You survived through the 16th of November. Glad you guys are here. Today is one of my favorite days of the week at the podcast. It's Mailbox Monday, and my mailbox is full. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today. Uh, It's the start of a brand new week. That means a start of a brand new week of scripture writing, a start of a brand new week of you guys getting into God's word and being encouraged by what God is doing. God is not asleep. He's not uninformed about what's happening around you. He's not up in heaven, wringing his hands, wondering what in the world's going on and how we got here. He's just not. The Bible says that we are called to two things. We are called to prayer right? And to petition the Lord of heaven's armies. And that's what we're doing. And so we're going to keep doing it. I'm not going to lose heart. At the time of this recording, there's just all kinds of weird things happening in the news. So I decided I'm not going to talk about any of it today. I'm going to get to your questions instead. So if you guys want to leave questions for me at the podcast, remember what we said before, there are two ways that you can do it. And I will link back to those things in the show notes today. And by the way, I realize some of you have been contacting me. I did hear you. Uh, A lot of the links, there was a a breakdown in communication on my uh, staff, which frankly, they're working overtime right now uh, for a bunch of things that are happening here. And so I realized a bunch of those links did not get into the show notes. We have rectified that. And so they should be there. And so I'm just going to encourage you. Don't give up on me. HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast is where you find the notes from the show that's airing. And also, if you want to leave me a question, you can do it at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Mailbox Monday is where those questions can be at, or you can go to anchor.fm. I will also link back to that in the show notes today, and you guys can leave me voicemails. And so we want to hear from you. Uh, It's a huge big deal to me that you guys write to us. We so appreciate it. Appreciate uh, so many of you joining me at MomStrong International for the Bible study, which by the way, uh, we're into the second week now, actually coming into the third week of November. And things are heating up in that study. And so every morning, I I told you guys, I wake up and I'm like, holy moly, what part of Revelation are we dealing in today? Uh, It's a big deal what's happening. And I'm going to be teaching you guys more about this, but I think there's a very, very strong biblical case to be made for the fact that the church will actually be raptured. I believe with all my heart, we are not going to be here for the tribulation, but what we are seeing are signs of the earth groaning in anticipation. Uh, this creation, right, is is was created by God. It's his creation. The adversary has been hard at work trying to uh, lie and cheat and steal and destroy. This is his whole purpose in life. He knows that his time is short. He knows that eventually uh, God is going to cast Satan into the lake of fire. And I think, you know, I wondered as I was working my way through this, because some of you guys have written to me and said, you know, I believe we're going to be here for the tribulation. I'm a mid-tribber. I'm a post-tribber. Well, you guys can hang on to that if you want to, but I'm hanging on to the fact that the Bible says we weren't destined for wrath, that we are the bride of Christ. How does a groom treat his bride? Not like that. I think there's a lot of of very strong biblical evidence for the fact that the church will not be here for the tribulation. I think the return of the Lord is very close. It could happen today. It could happen today. And so what are we supposed to be doing in light of that? We're supposed to be uh, telling other people about the good news of the gospel, that this world isn't all there is. Aren't you guys glad? 
right? My friend, uh, Dr. Simone Gold on the show with me last week at the end of the week, uh, I had an opportunity to talk to her obviously post-show and then after the show as well, just about some things that are happening uh, in California and happening, you know, obviously here in the Pacific Northwest. These are uh, just anomalies to the United States, what's happening. And I am believing more and more and more Uh, that God is at work and this nation is under judgment of some sort. We are definitely experiencing judgment. We're watching a tremendous amount of lies being perpetrated in the culture right now. I know you guys are feeling it. The lie of social justice, which we're going to talk about tomorrow, why social justice is not biblical justice, why you guys should run from social justice when you hear it. But more than that, I think we can be encouraged because God saw this stuff coming. One of the reasons I love studying Revelation so so much is that we're, we're watching things happen that God said was going to happen. And if he said it was going to happen and we've already seen a bunch of it be fulfilled, then why shouldn't we believe him when he says the rapture is coming? Why shouldn't we believe him when he talks about the, the trumpet judgments and the seal judgments and the bowl judgments? And you guys, tribulation is going to be poured out on the earth and it is not going to be pretty. And that we know for sure. And so uh, I'm going to just encourage you again, join me, you guys. My my platform has basically been stripped from me for all intents and purposes uh, via social media. And so I'm focusing even more on the podcast and even more over at MomStrong International, which is those two platforms which I own, uh, at least for right now. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? But uh, don't waste the time, you guys. Don't waste the time that we've been given and let's study the Bible together. God's word offers hope. It really, really does. Uh, And speaking of hope, I've got a lot of questions from you guys at the podcast today. I'm going to answer. I'll spend the rest of this time answering your questions. And I'm going to encourage you again, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And uh, let's get to it. All right. First question comes from Rochelle. Hey, girl, how are you? Rochelle says, hi, Heidi. My elderly mother-in-law has been in self-isolation for the past eight months since the Rona started and now has a very morbid outlook on life. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, She refuses to go visit anyone, not even family, always stating she's trying to stay away from people. And when we go to visit her, we have to sit outside, socially distanced during the visit. She won't hug her grandkids. Even though she's a Christian, she's totally bought into the fear-mongering. She always sounds depressed when we talk to her. It's like she's alive but not living. We plan to invite her for Thanksgiving like we always do, but we know she'll refuse. I fully support protecting the elderly and respecting their right to protect themselves, but how do you encourage them to start living again? How do you find that balance? Well, Rochelle, the fact of the matter is, since you've said that your mother-in-law is a Christian, uh, she's the Bible says not to worry. We're not to live in anxiety. And I actually think if it was me, I would, you know, this is just me. I'm an exhorter by nature, but I probably would say, mom, I super love you, but you're sinning. Do you believe or don't you believe that your days have been ordained for you? Do you, are you going to go to heaven? What, what, you know, if we can't live in relationship with each other, uh, we're so busy. We're so afraid of living that we're not even living anymore. And so Rochelle, I totally agree with you. I would tell her, I love you so much and God has more for you than this. And there's nothing that's going to come that you're going to come in contact with. It's going to take you out of the, out of the game before God says it's time to go home. Now that said, she's a grown up, And if she makes that decision, then you're going to have to get on with your life. Not, not to say that you can't go visit her, but I wouldn't spend, I, I don't know that I would wring my hands over it anymore. I mean, I think do what you can do. Let her know that you love her. Let her know that God loves her. Remind her he has a plan for her life and that she's not going to circumvent that by walking in relationship with other people. And uh, this fear, and you could remind her too, fear is a spirit. I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it till you guys get it. Fear is a spirit. 
it's not from God. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Second Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, power, love, and a sound mind. And the way that we find the balance between respecting, you know, the elderly and the right to protect themselves and living again, the way that we find that balance is by recognizing what God says is important and relationships matter to God. We are not to live in fear. And so I think the balance is found in believing what the Bible says. And uh, I'll be just thinking about you, Rochelle, and praying for you as the Lord leads you uh, on my heart. But you're not alone. I'm hearing this every day, almost every day. All right, Jessica. Jessica writes, Heidi, uh, I love your podcast. Thank you so much, Jessica. Uh, so my brother and sister-in-law said they won't have Christmas with us and my parents unless we wear masks. You guys, I hate that these questions are coming into me every single day. Um, our immediate family Christmas celebration. Me and my husband are uh, uh, very much against the mask and we won't do it. My parents are in the middle because they want to see their grandkids. Do you have thoughts or suggestions on how to handle the situation? No. <laughs> I don't. You know what, Jessica? This is breaking my heart. Like it straight up is. The Rona almost ruined one of my kids' weddings this this uh, this last summer, and uh, it's a lie. And so you guys just heard me. Can I just say, arm yourself with truth. So you you heard my interview with Dr. Simone Gold, the founding physician for America's Frontline Doctors, who literally lost her job as an emergency room physician for telling the truth about COVID. So I would say. Send your family the truth. Masks don't work. It's like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. It hurts our relationships. It hurts how we talk to each other. It's devastating to the culture. It's creating this, quote, new normal, which I reject with every fiber of my being. And so I would say send them, send them Dr. Simone's uh, podcast. Say, would you please listen to this? We, we love you guys. We're trying to figure this out. Would you please listen to this? Uh, because what's happening is the spirit of fear is just gripping the nation. It's just like the question I was talking about with Rochelle, right? And we see this over and over and over again. So, uh, so that's where I would start. I would, I, I think education is power. I think get educated, um, be willing to uh, go, you know, remember we talked about the steps about how to recognize propaganda in real time. And then we need to approach these things with, uh, rationality. So maybe ask your family members, what about the, the New England Journal of Medicine saying, Masks don't work for viruses. They're basically to help uh, calm anxiety. Well, that's garbage. I'm not going to wear my mask for your anxiety. I mean, I have anxiety. You guys don't need to wear a mask for me. I'm fine. In fact, you can do mask or not mask. You don't, you're, you're not responsible for my anxiety level. And this idea that I wear a mask for you and you wear a mask for me is nothing but propaganda. And so if you guys have to, I would find like-minded people, Jessica, I hate to say this, but I would probably find like-minded people and say, we are going to have a mask-free Christmas celebration. We are going to enter into all of the joy and all of the blessing and all of the promise that Christmas holds. And so if your family won't do it, I'd say find uh, find some people who will and, and just determine to have joy. Love your family members. You can send them presents if that's what you guys do. You know, send them a turkey in the mail, whatever. Uh, don't fight with them, but don't let it steal your joy. All right. That's probably the best I can do. And it just, I'm Jessica, my heart is just seriously, I'm hurting for you guys. All right. Jennifer, Jennifer writes, Heidi, I know you have answered this question a thousand times, but can I get more information on homeschooling my 11 year old daughter? A survey went out asking what the kids identify as. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, one mom complained that she was attacked, making me think 
that most in my small town are okay with this, just gender bending garbage, right? I'm a single full-time working mom, not sure how to make it work, but God can provide a way. All right, Jessica, when I, or Jennifer, rather, when I read this, I thought of the woman with the bleeding disorder in the Bible, remember, and she touched the hem of Jesus's garment and she just knew that if she could just touch his garment, she'd be healed. I love that you ended your question saying, God will provide a way. That's the place that we start because I talk to people all the time who say, I can't do it. I'm a single mom or we just need more money or whatever it is. And you guys, we either believe, uh, we either believe God or we don't. And I'm going to encourage you to believe him. Believe him that he can help you. Uh, if you guys go to learnathome.today, I got a bunch of videos there. I know lots of single parents, honestly, and they're working here or homeschooling their kids. I think, you know, the, the question is, do you have help while you're at work? And then when you're not at work, um, taking that time to uh, educate your child, I'm telling you what, you guys, I'm going to keep saying it. Get your kids out of public school. The Titanic is sinking. The barn is on fire. I am here to sound the alarm to say, There is nothing more precious than the heart and mind of your children, the hearts and minds of your children. And honestly, uh, like I said, I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago, if there was a, a deadly devastating virus, would you keep your kids in school? No, you wouldn't. And I'm telling you that the deadly devastating virus is the indoctrination that's happening, the sexual indoctrination. And if Joe Biden is confirmed as president, I am here to tell you right now, it will get a thousand times worse and it will get worse fast. He has basically just uh, the other day on Twitter, you know, told, hey, trans community, I'm with you. What You know what that means? That means there goes your child's privacy in the locker room. That means the these um, these gender bending surgeries in which they take the healthy breasts off of healthy little 12-year-old girls are going to skyrocket. That means that your child is in mortal danger of being indoctrinated into leftist ideology. Get your kids out of these schools and then do what Jennifer's doing and say, God, I know you're going to make a way. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. He's the miracle worker. And so when you, an 11-year-old child, I mean, for goodness sake, you guys, you could teach that 11-year-old child uh, in your sleep probably. So it's basic math, basic reading, basic language. Stick to the basics and uh, and don't overthink it, all right? There are lots and lots of uh, places who can help you. Jennifer, you didn't stay, say what state you're in. Uh, I am, as you guys know, committed to the work that uh, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association is doing, hslda.org. You can go there, click on your state, click on your area, find out what the laws are in your state and what are the local support groups. I would definitely start there. If you're in the Portland, Vancouver metropolitan area, uh, you can uh, go to the Homeschool Resource Center. I've told you guys before, if you're interested in starting your own Homeschool Resource Center, we are doing a training weekend where we're going to tell you guys all about how the the resource center came to be and how we can uh, hopefully link arms with you and help you start your own. That is the 8th and 9th of January, Visitor's Day here at the center. And uh, we want you to come. It's very, very cheap to get in. It's like 20 bucks, but you got to get yourself here. So you got to figure out how to get yourself here. We'll link to uh, hotels and that kind of thing where you can stay. Um, But would love to see homeschool resource centers all across the nation, the public schools are hurting our children. And that is the reality of it. And so Jennifer, um, I know you can do it. Uh, I can tell just by the way that you're writing your letter that you know that that's the right thing to do. And so I'm just going to encourage you, um, trust the Lord. All right. This one came from Pam. Dear Heidi, I feel like I'm at the end of my rope. My church finally opened in July. I live in Colorado and the governor has started closing us down again. Yep. I'm hearing it's going to happen in Washington state too. I love my home state, but I'm sick to my stomach about what's going on here. 
Pastors are very inconsistent and breed confusion when it comes to masks. They, quote, recommend that we wear masks as deference. I have not had to wear it up to this point. Now that my state is limiting church numbers to less than library numbers, our church has decided to take a stand and not limit the numbers. Well, thank goodness. Um, I'm thankful for that. My husband is a deacon and he came home from a meeting last night asking me to mask up when I walk into church for him. I'm so angry. I'm angry at our church leadership. I'm angry with my husband for not standing with me. By the way, he's a conformist and does what he thinks he needs to do. Do you have any wisdom for my situation? All right, Pam. So here's the first thing. Don't fight with your husband. All right. God doesn't want you guys getting divorced over the issue of masks. Okay. We need to pray about this. This is the adversary and he loves, like we said earlier, kill, steal, and destroy. This is, this is uh, agenda one for him. If he can drive a wedge between you and your husband over the issue of conforming to the Rona mask mandates, which I agree with you is completely wrong, I would never tell you to to fight with your husband over it, to let it come, uh, let it divide divide you. And in fact, I would say lean in harder, love him better, love him more. Don't let the adversary use this to divide you. Um, I understand you being angry, but oh my goodness, in your anger, do not sin. Okay, and outside of that. It sounds like you might be a little on the stuck side. I mean, if your husband's if you if your husband wasn't a deacon, I'd be like, you know, shine the church. I'd go I'd find a church that wasn't afraid. We're you guys. <laughs> the virus is like a 99.98% survival rate. Even if you're in the upper uh age categories, it's a 94 to 95% survival rate. You guys have better chance of getting hit by lightning. Something is terribly wrong. I've been saying this for months. But I don't want to see this divide you guys to the point where you're divorcing your your spouse and you're fighting with each other at home. And so uh, I'm going to encourage you away from that. Uh, these We need to pray, you guys. The warfare that is happening right now is unbelievable. It's just, um, yeah, you guys study Revelation with me, all right? MomStarInternational.org. <laughs> Get over there and study with me. Uh, you're going to be blessed, I promise you, all right? And in the meantime, uh we need to behave in a godly way. You know, I, I'm all for like, if, you, if your pastor is so afraid that they're going to make you do that, I would say leave the church. If my husband was saying, no, we're not doing it. I'm a deacon. I love this. I want to do the mask. I would fall under the headship of my husband at that point, And I would pray like crazy that God would change his heart. All right. And you might want to think about, you know, playing the podcast with Dr. Simone play it. I mean, for goodness sake, you guys start sharing that information. Listen to what we were talking about, about being educated. Take that to your dink and saying the masks don't work. They are hurting us. They are hurting us. And that's, that's the truth. All right. Uh, what time is it, you guys? Oh my goodness. I'm running out of time. Okay. There's another question from Pamela. This is a general question. I'm very new to mom strong international. I love the podcasts and see, uh, where I can, uh, get a link about the notes is the interview transcribed? All right. No, you guys know that I took a huge hit in my speaking season. One of the ways that we are trying to shore up the loss of my income is by not having those transcripts, uh, the inner, the, uh, yes, not having my podcast transcribed. So that, that took a hit. Um, and I'm going to be working real hard. As I told you guys before, we saw that there was a, a link and, or a, a break in our little chain of, uh, order the way we do things at the podcast. So please, uh, continue to look at the show notes for links to the people that we talk to. Um, but no, the podcast is not being transcribed right now. Um, so, and I, we talked about a liberal arrogance, which is one of my guests, right? Uh, that was absolutely Dr. Kristen Held is who you're talking about. And yes, that was very insightful. You're right. Um, 
but it doesn't have a transcription. And I'm sorry about that, Pamela. So, but that's what's going on. Uh, the links should be there though, however. All right. Anonymous. This is a great question. Anonymous um, said, I would like to hear a discussion about a 501c3 status. If not 501c3, then what? All right. So 501c3 is basically the nonprofit status, which my organization has, right? We've had it forever, at least 15, probably 17 years now, I guess. Uh, I'm very concerned that the that our desire to get a tax exemption has made us a slave to the state. And by that, I mean, especially churches, you know, well, we have to do this, we have to do that, we might lose our tax exempt status. And that becomes the focal point of the discussion with what the decisions that we make as nonprofit organizations. Now, if you're not a Christian nonprofit organization, then who cares? But if you're a Christian organization and basically because of your nonprofit status, you won't talk about politics from the pulpit, you won't enter into any of the divisive waters that we so need to be wading into and talking about these things rationally, uh, if it's because of your tax status, then I would say the enemy's got you by a ring in your nose. And so, you know, we've told our staff here many times, if there ever comes a point in which we feel like our tax status is keeping us from doing what we know is right because we're afraid we won't get the t- people won't get the tax write off, that's the time in which we will not have a 501c3. And in fact, many of you have discovered this when you've gone to donorbox.com to give to my ministry, which is MomStrong International. MomStrong International is not a nonprofit organization for that reason. We had lots of conversations about it. We, you know, should we make a nonprofit so that people will give? You guys, if we're giving just so we can get a tax write-off, something's wrong, right, from the get-go. And so Heidi St. John Ministries, MomStrong International, these are not 501c3. I just have, I've created them as a business like any other business. Uh, and uh, and just praying that people will give to it because they want to support what we're doing rather than they're going to get a tax write-off. Now, Firmly Planted Family does have a 501c3, which you've had forever. But like I just said, we are watching this very carefully. And you said, if not 501c3, then, then what? I would say then just become a regular business and trust that God will take care of you. This idea of, of tax write-offs, and I mean, I could sit here for hours and give you all kinds of examples, even in my own life and our own ministry, where the 501c3 status is actually hurting us and not helping. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, it's money at the end of the day. And that's what it is. It's we want the tax write-off it has to do with money. And I don't see that anywhere in the Bible that we should give for the tax write-off. Do you guys see what I'm saying? So anyway, a little bit, uh, that's kind of how I feel about that. All right, you guys, I'll do one more. I'm over time. I'll do one more really quickly. Allison said, Heidi, do you ever think about moving out of state? Allison, yes. I think about moving to heaven. (laughs) I thought about moving out of state. Honestly, you guys, I don't know where I would go. This thing that we're, that we're dealing with is, uh, over the entire nation. I mean, states who thought Idaho, Idaho's got massive problems. The Coeur d'Alene just did a mask mandate, beautiful Coeur d'Alene. We got huge problems and I don't think they're going to be solved by moving. That said, uh, I do think about moving all the time. I just don't think that that's what God wants me to do. And if at some point my husband and I felt like, hey, God wants us to move, then we would. But for right now, um, we're going to stand and fight. I think this nation, I think this is why I love uh, Pastor Jack so much. I, he says, you know, California's worth fighting for. I think Washington's worth fighting for. Oregon's worth fighting for. Um, you know, I'm I'm all for, you know, staying and, and staying in the game and staying uh, encouraged. All right. So don't leave, you guys. Don't run. I mean, if the Lord tells you to go, then go. But don't run because you're afraid. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, power, love in a sound mind. That's all the time I have today. I'm going to come back on Tuesday. I want you to remember today with me, 
God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Have a great day, everybody. Don't forget to leave reviews for the podcast over at iTunes and my books over at Amazon. It really, really, really does help. We love you guys, and I'll see you back here tomorrow. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.